Welcome to Ready to March, the podcast all about rock, metal and alternative music. I'm Kev P. And I'm Gem G. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Reddit Moshcast. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of Ready to Mosh. Hello. Hello. Another one. Yeah. Quite a big one, this one. Is it? Well, it's some, some well, later in, in the episode it is, yeah. Yeah, I suppose, actually. Been waiting a while? Yeah. Well, still the news first, then. Okie dokie. Do you want to start? No, you can start. Oh, okay. Um, Grass Pop Festival have announced the final parts to their lineup, I guess you can say, and it is very, 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 very epic. I can't remember if we've mentioned this before as they've been adding people on, but um, Machine Head have been added on to close out the South Stage, apparently. I'm not quite sure how many stages they've got there, but that's on the Friday. Helmet Lottie has been announced. I'm not familiar with them, but... Always give them a try. Tom Morello's going to be there now as well. Elegant Weapons on the Sunday. They've moved from Thursday. There's just loads and loads and loads and loads. So it means that over the four days, Thursday's got Guns N' Roses, Ghost, Alter Bridge, Tom Morello, Papa Roach, Arch Enemy as the big lettered band. <laughs> big you know what I mean? Bands. The ones in big writing with their proper writing as well. Their own fonts and all that. Yeah. Um, Friday's got Machine Head, Disturbed, Gajira, Amonamath, Behemoth, Hatebreed and Meshuggah. Saturday's got Slipknot, Partway, Drive, Pantera, Rancid, Architects, Inflames and Hailstorm. And then Sunday has got Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Hollywood Vampires, Generation Sex, Three Days Grace and Creator. Yeah, it's not a bad line, is it? it? That is, yeah. I, I would die happily after seeing that festival, yeah. really. It's just, it's a shame that it's immediately after download. Yeah, looks really good. Mm, yeah. Should be a good one. I've got... The news, well, it's probably already announced now, but as we record this, it's kind of leaked today that Softplay are the final headliner for 2000 Trees. And if you're not sure who Softplay are, they used to be called Slaves, but then changed their name last year or the year before. I think it was last year. Yeah. We saw them in their previous guise Incarnation, of Slaves, yeah. Incarnation at Leeds Festival 2016, was it? Yeah, it would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were really good. Mm. But yeah, since they've changed the name as well, I've kind of lost track of what they've done. To be honest, I didn't realise that they were still going until there was the news that they changed their name. Yeah, I suppose it shows you how active they've been. Yeah, a little bit of download news. So they have announced a pre-orderable Download 20 special edition pack, which includes an exclusive T-shirt, which I really like the logo of on the front and how they've done it. But there are no bands on the back, so it's not something it's I would care to pointless T-shirt, yeah. Yeah, and then this includes the programme, special edition one, lanyard and pin badge. So they can all be pre-ordered by the 27th of April to arrive pre-festival. So you can take them with you. Obviously, as part of the RIP package, I assume, I mean, they've ditched the loyalty scheme, so well, maybe yeah, we won't get we a money back this year. We'll get a bridge to walk over. Oh, fuck <laughs> <a bridge. laughs> Not start on that one yet. Yeah. But yeah, I do really like the lanyard this year, if it's the same one that we'll get. It's kind of nice and purpley obviously taking in the colorings of the new poster but focusing on the purple rather than the pink so i do quite like that if that is the lanyard that we're getting at least yeah it'd be interesting to see if we if and what we do get Mm. and also on download it is now very 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 close to apparently selling out completely including day tickets Mm. so the saturday day tickets have already sold out but andy coppin has come out this week and said that the other days are also very close to selling out now as well 
Andy Coppin did also say that the camps might be open Tuesday. That is true, so we'll take that with a piece of salt. A piece, not a pinch. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of piece would you like? Yes, we'll um, see about that when it happens, I guess. Yeah. Right, have you got anything else for the news? No. Okay, <laughs> straight to the point then. <laughs> Just to say, we're actually recording a bit earlier in the week than we normally do because we're busy towards the end of the week, so there may be a part two to the news if anything happens between now and Saturday. We'll see. Right, moving on. Right, review time, and this week it's the new album from Barry Tomorrow, and it's called The Seventh Son. And it's their seventh album. Yeah. Who'd have thought? The title <laughs> like that. What's the next one? The Eighth Wonders of the World? It could be. I can't think of anything for nine. <laughs> Let's go then. So okay. Starts off with the title track, The Seventh Son, a brutal introduction. Very fitting, I think. Sets the scene for the whole album. Oh, I thought it was quite atmospheric at the start. It's kind of like a good 30, 40 seconds, yeah. It mm. kind of build, starts to build a bit of an atmosphere. Yeah, but the Probably song as a whole, though. Yeah, as a whole, yeah. yeah. Probably one they'd open with, I think. Yeah, that would fit, yeah. Some really nice melodic guitar work going through it as well. and Yeah, I've got really aggressive and great melodies thrown in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much the same as me. With yeah, it's one of my favourite tracks on the album, actually. Yeah, do you know, I haven't marked it as a favourite one, but I was listening to it again on my way to meet you. And, yeah, I was thinking I do really like this one. Mm. I could say that about a lot of them, though. Yeah, it was good. Track two is Abandon Us. Yeah. Which I thought was quite faster paced than mm. the first one. First thing I've wrote, faster Fast pace. <laughs> yeah. Some great drum work in this. A nice break in the chorus as well. Yeah, I put it's lit- littered. I said littered, yeah. Littered with the atmosphere as well, but then some really gnarly vocals and then obviously melodic clean vocals kind of breaks up the gnarl. Mm. We should say, actually, this is the first album with their new clean vocalist and the new guitarist. So Jason left and now they've got Tom in as the clean vocalist and Ed on guitars. Yeah, it's a bit of a switch around. It is, so obviously a a different sound to the clean vocals as well from previous. But it's not not a million miles away, if you know what I mean. It's kind of... Mm. It's... It's like a good progression. Yeah, it's definitely a progression. I think that Jason had a more distinctive vocal. Mm. Whereas Tom's, I guess, is more kind of a more of a generic metalcore kind of vocal, yeah. not yeah, in a bad way, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Jason I like did him. have quite a distinct voice, really. But anyway, yeah. So that was track two. Moving on to number three, begin again. I thought this was pulling the pace back a little bit, but it's still brutal. Really good fist pump chorus on this one. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of slightly toned down compared to the other tracks, and it's probably going to be a single. I would have thought. Yeah. And. Um, like you said about the chorus, it's quite catchy, mm. and it's probably going to be a fan's favourite kind of yeah. track. Yeah, so I thought like fist pumping. You can imagine it live. Yeah, on this one. Also, the vocals in this one, you've got kind of the simultaneous, the clean vocals, and then obviously Dan's gnarly vocals mm. simultaneously. I think that really works well on this one, and just gives it a bit more extra depth. Yeah. Track four, Force Divide. This is one of my favourites. Oh, is it? Yeah. The drums in this are absolutely epic. Mm, yeah, the drums and the guitar are just so fast and then really layered as well. Oh, that's what With I've caught. This, yeah. This, yeah, really layered, yeah. Yeah, I've got layered riffage and blasting drummage. And it feels a lot heavier after the last track as well. Mm. And I think yeah. because of how stripped back the last track was, this mm. feels just so much heavier. Yeah, I really like the chorus on this one. Bolt Cutter is track five. I thought this was really keeping up the momentum from the last one. Yeah, it's probably another single. Mm. And I think this is one of my favourites as well, actually. It's a really solid track. Yeah. 
Great melodies in it, really guttural screams. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it'll do well, this. Track six is Wrath. Yeah, I thought this kind of more stripped back and it's got kind of cleaner guitars and vocals through it. Mm. And after a slower kind of start, it's really unrelenting, this song. Yeah, I thought that it's a more mellow intro, but then it's kind of really kicks in and becomes really energetic. The guitars are really kind of slamming through it. And I think you've got those duetted vocals again on this. Yeah. So, yeah, it does sound, um, what was it you said about the vocals? Stripped back. That's it, it's more stripped back, yeah. But I really like how this one fades out as well. Mm. Starts mellow and ends mellow. Yeah, yeah, full kind of 360. Yeah. Track seven is Majesty. This one's got a piano intro. It's much slower paced. Starts with a clean vocal. Yeah. This is the complete opposite of every other track Mm. on the album. Yeah. And it's it's almost a ballad, it really yeah, is. Yeah, it is. I think within the context of the album, you could say it is a ballad. Yeah. It gets about halfway through, isn't it? I think it does build and get heavier and hit. I feel like it kind of gives you a chance to get your breath back, though. Yeah, that's exactly how I thought oh, of it. I was thinking of like the whole album as like a, a live set, and this is kind of, they play, in a, I know it's not acoustic, but that's kind of the equivalent yeah. of having a bit of a break partway through. Yeah, I can see this doing well live, yeah. you know, kind of like a late on mm. sort of track, just slow things down before they go for it yeah. to finish. Track eight is Heretic, featuring Los Taylor from While She Sleeps. Yeah, I <laughs> thought yeah. I'd get that in. I could yeah. see you itching to say it. No, I wasn't. I was going to say this was a single as well. Oh, was it? Yeah. Ah, it's definitely back to high speed on this one. Yeah, picks the pace right back up after the last little interlude. Yeah, I think the mixed vocals work really well on this too. Yeah, I do as well. I think Los just adds that extra kind of layer within it, mm. and it worked really well. Number nine is Recovery, question mark. Yeah, I, I love the intricate guitar in this. Mm. And it's probably the most technical and accomplished track on the album. Yeah. I think this one, it's kind of paced back a little bit, more of a mid-speed one. Yeah. But yeah, there are those different layers of intricacy going through it. And it's got those sprinkles of spoken word, which just add another extra element. Yeah, I'd well like to the... see this live. Mm. I think yeah. that this is another one that I think could go down an absolute storm. Yeah. Track 10, Care. Well, this one's straight in yeah. ferociously, yeah, but picking the pace back up. Well, my first, The first yeah. two things I've wrote is breakneck speed. Yeah, I really like the vocals in this one. Possibly one of my favourites as well. I just love the way it's all let through and really just heavy, brutal, yeah. onslaught. Yeah, I've got, it's like being hit with an axe to the head. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just that intense. It, it is, right to the very end. It's just you. got a vicious end. And it's a good combination of different vocal styles working mm, on that as well. Yeah. And that's been quite a theme through this. The, the mix of vocals have worked so well. Mm, yeah, that's one of my like kind of final summary notes. And then final track, track 11, is The Carcass King featuring Cody Frost. Yeah, who I wasn't aware of, but apparently featured on The Voice. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. She's on one of the End Shikari singles okay. from the new album. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. Might have been the second one that they released. If, it's, if it is the person, I think it is. Yeah. Oh, they, okay. It's an interesting track to end on. Mm. And the guitars seem to pull through cleaner in sections when the focus mm. is on the vocals. And I wasn't struck on it the first time I heard it, but it, it does kind of grow on you. Yeah, I really like this one. It is one of my favourites as well. I know I've said that a lot. Um, but yeah, I think it's really nice. It kind of slows down the pace to finish, mm. but it's still got the heaviness blending through it and i think the vocals work really well i think cody's vocals are great in it yeah yeah it's a really good album so and i feel like we've had a couple in a row now after 
Yeah, my kind of overall summer really is it's just full of bangers from start to finish. There's not a bad track on there. The lyrics as well, there's a lot of poignant, reflective, kind of impassioned lyrics, which is, I know, it's kind of yeah. standard for Barry Tomorrow anyway, but... But oh, yeah, it's an interesting direction for the band to take now. Yeah, honestly, I love the artwork as well, the style of it, and also yeah. the colours, I just think they're really nice. <laughs> which, it's always a bonus though, isn't it, when you like the artwork? When you like the artwork, yeah. More so probably in the olden days when you'd have a hard copy. Yeah. But I think that would look nice on a shelf, this one. What have you scored it? I'm going to say nine and a half. Oh, Jesus, wow. Is that high? I initially said nine, but I've been listening to it again, and I'm just... Wow, you really do like it. I scored it a little lower than that. Okay. I gave it seven and a half. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I like it, but I think there's still more to come. And, I've, yeah, I, I do like the album. You know, it's not a bad album to listen to, but it hasn't blown me away the same way it's blown you away. That's okay. the only difference. That's interesting to see what that does to the league table. Mm, yeah. Update that spreadsheet. I will. <laughs> Right, main event time now then, and last night we went to see Wednesday 13. Yep, with lots of support, three support bands. Yeah, it was a full-on packed schedule of an evening. Yeah, uh, sold-out event as well. So we'll tell you all about it. Are we starting with the bands, or are we doing our usual merch, venue, recce kind of? I want to start with the merch, actually. Okay, well, let's start with the queue, because that's where we begin. Okay. Well, not the queue, I saw. Why the queue? It was an early start. Doors opened at 5.30. Yeah. We got in the queue about, was it quarter past five? And they actually opened the doors early at 20 past five. Yeah, that's an unusual move. Which doesn't often happen, but they're obviously ready for us to go in. Yeah, so we managed to get a decent spot, a really good spot on the uh, balcony. Yeah, right in the corner. Uh, yeah, then the merch. We were going to get merch before we got spot, but because there was a really good spot, we... Got that first and said, we'll get the merch when we're done. Yeah, thinking it's second night of the tour and there'll be plenty of merch. Yeah, and I'm really annoyed. The new tour t-shirt had sold out in Extra Lodge by the time we'd finished. Yeah, and we were back second in the queue, queue after, yeah. so it's not like we were waiting. We were waiting for a long time. So I think they've they've either underprinted or they're just doing certain amounts for each venue. Yeah, I don't know which it would be, but hopefully there'll be a reprint for you, so you can get one too. Yeah, I hope so, because it's a really cool t-shirt. I know, I'm wearing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I put half the merch stand anyway to make up for it. You did, yeah. You did buy a hell of a lot of stuff. I went with the intention of buying a t-shirt and a hoodie, and there weren't any hoodies. But what there was, was old tour t-shirts from tours that we went to, that you bought the shirts at. And for whatever reason, I didn't buy the T-shirts. Yeah. Because I had a phase of not buying a lot of band T-shirts because I didn't really wear them that much. Mm. Whereas now, particularly because I'm mostly working from home, I'm pretty much in a band T-shirt every day. Yeah. So they got two old tour T-shirts in limited sizes. They'd only got one in XL and one in small, but I just had one of each and they were only £10. And I had been looking for some old ones on like eBay and Vinted anyway, so I thought I may as well get them direct from the man yeah. himself. So I've got two of those. I've got the current tour T-shirt, a little kind of drawstring gym bag, and I did want a new one of those anyway. And that was mm. only £5. That was a bargain. And then I got a signed picture as well. Yeah. Yeah, so you did kind of do the rounds of the... Yeah. Stall, didn't you? I did. I often do, don't I? Because I've already got a tote bag, yeah. got a beanie hat. I did have another tote bag, but I lost it. And um, they've got pin badges, patches, stickers, and other various bits, but I wasn't really in the market for any of that stuff. What I got only came to £55, which would be about the price of a hoodie anyway. Yeah. Or maybe slightly more on Wednesday terms, because the current T-shirts are only £20. Yeah. 
And yeah, you, you got you got good value for money for what you everything yeah, you bought. I paid less than the price of a Gajira hoodie and got five yeah. items. Yeah, that kind of puts it into perspective. Yeah, but I know obviously it's different size bands, but at the same time, rescue rooms and Rock City don't take merch cuts. I do. I mean, rescue rooms wouldn't anyway because it's the capacity, isn't it? I think I thought it was over a certain capacity though. That's where the merch oh, cuts didn't mm, come in. It depends. I think it depends on um, the venue. But anyway, so hopefully all that has gone in Wednesday's pocket. Mm. Yeah, the merch was in the back room upstairs. The, is it the red room? Yeah. So all four bands had got stalls set up in there and it was like a little marketplace. It was. I don't think they were expecting how many people were going to come back upstairs and get merch either. No, I don't It either. was absolutely heaving. And we were like the first ones in. Yeah, on the way out. I, I couldn't hardly move to get out, to be honest. I was yeah, kind of I, stuck. I struggled. But that's a good thing because what you like to see, isn't it? Because that's where the bands make Yeah, that's where they make more money, yeah. So, speaking of the bands, we should move on to the first one. Yeah. Tara Who? Tara Who. I was really, really... I wasn't aware of Tara Who until kind of like they, they were announced as support. No, I'd not heard of them before. And I didn't really listen to... I might have listened to a little bit, a couple of songs beforehand, but I didn't have a lot of time to listen to all the bands before. Yeah. Yeah, I'd not had any time either. And I wish I had. This time now to go back and listen. Yeah. And I'm... Definitely going back and listening to Tara Who because they, I, I was really impressed. There's an open mm. band, yeah, it, absolutely unbelievable. Did a 30 minute slot, yeah, it's kind of quite simple. There were just three of them on the stage, but it worked really well, yeah, with a drummer that's only been with them for about two days. I think so. So last night was the no second, second night show. of the show, yeah, yeah, of the tour. Sorry, yeah, really good. And hopefully, we'll get a chance to see them somewhere else, yeah. Um, sound wise, a kind of grungy, punky kind Grun- of grunge and punk, yeah, yeah, hybrid nice kind of, but yeah, really good. And the next band up were Sick and Beautiful, yeah, who a very, very theatrical band. Yeah, I'd seen pictures of them before, and, and I had listened to them a little bit, so I had a rough idea of what to expect. Yeah, I, I didn't, I knew nothing about them. Surprise! Yeah, it was a very big surprise. Yeah, very, very visual, a lot of effects going on. And I think the, the guitarists they've got are incredible. Mm. Uh, there was some in, insane solos going on through that. And, you know, while they, were, they put on a great show, they were good live, they're not my kind of thing. No, you're not really into theatrics as much, really, Not Not as much, no. Obviously, there was a lot of focus on that. It's just something I'm not particularly into. They did say that they weren't doing the full show for safety reasons, but there was a bit of flameage going yeah, on. And... Yeah, they got flames coming out of books. And, and a skull. A skull, yeah. yeah. Vocally, I thought she was really good as well, the lead singer. But there were some sound issues, particularly the, word, the first yeah. track. And she'd got what I call a Madonna microphone. I yes, mean, um, yeah. Like in the ear. Uh, stuck to your face. Kind yeah. of. I'm sure there is a very proper word for it. <laughs> but yeah, it was obvious from the start, really, that there was an issue in the first track. And then she disappeared and did something and it got a bit better. Yeah, I, th- I think there were a few sound issues all night. Mm. Not so much for Wednesday, but for the, the other bands. And I guess with there being three support bands, they may be limited on the amount of sound checking they can do. Yeah, it, it probably was very limited. Uh, but yeah, they, they put on a good show. Yeah. And they got a lot of um, reaction from the crowd as well, I think. Yeah, I don't think they were everyone's cup of tea necessarily. No. But like you said, not overly yours. But yeah, I thought they were all right. I don't think I'd go out my way to watch them again at their own show, but if they were on a festival or something, I could see them somewhere like Bloodstock. Yeah, definitely see them at Bloodstock. They'd fit into that really well. Yeah, there's another half-hour set. Quite enjoyed it myself. The next band up were South of Salem. Yes, I wanted to see them for quite a while now. Yeah, so we've been talking about this 
since last night, and I swear blind I've seen them. I don't know where, but I know I've seen them somewhere. And I don't think you would have seen them without me because they are a band that I wanted to see. And I don't think that they've been at Download. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think where I would have seen them if you weren't with me. I did a quick Google and they didn't come up on a search for South of Salem at Download Festival. Don't mean it doesn't exist, but... Anyway, I thought they put on a really good show. And I thought they might have got longer than they did. Yeah, they were still half an hour. Yeah, because they are bigger than the other two bands. Yeah, and generally your kind of main support does get a bit longer. Yeah, it seemed like everybody got 30 minutes. I was surprised when they said it was their last track. So it was a quick turnaround between the others. But then again, they were all using South of Salem's drum kit. And then they'd obviously got to take that down and get the Wednesday stage set up done. Yeah. So they needed a longer gap. Uh, Yeah, but they were really good. Did enjoy them. Uh, Very strong, really strong vocals. Yeah, lots of crowd interaction, really energetic, put on a good show. For me, they're just good old school, sleazy, yeah, dirty like rock. rock. Yeah, yeah. The sleazier yeah. side of 80s hair metal, like LA Guns and Rat and that I thought it was kind of, of like that meets Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, a bit of that, because they have got kind of, yeah, the um, their imagery and song titles and everything are kind of a bit gothy type. Yeah. Halloween-y, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm not describing very well this morning, am I? <laughs> oh, dear. You can tell it's the night after a gig. <laughs> yeah. And we are still in COVID recovery. It's not because we drank a lot. We didn't really drink much at all. No, probably not. We were very sedate, I thought. But yeah, they were really good. I'm looking forward to seeing them again at Stone Dead. Yeah. Didn't. Yeah. I think they'll go down really well at Stone Dead. Yeah. They did actually remind me of Kicking Valentina a bit, who we saw yeah, at Stone Dead that. last year. You said that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. They've got that kind of vibe going on, mm. which I enjoy. And then, of course, we've got the main man. The Duke of Spook himself. Yeah. Wednesday 13. And it's his first tour since 2019? Yeah, supporting, it was on the Static X tour. It was, yeah. Static X, Soil Dope. That's the one. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, Wednesday's, I think Wednesday's the same age as me, isn't he? Or is he a he's year, a year old? old? He's a year he? older than me. But his voice is incredible. Yeah, it is amazing. We've, we've been lucky recently that we've seen a few people where there's always that danger that the voices aren't going to be the same. Mm. But his sounds even better than it ever has. Yeah, he's clearly been looking after it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it was a great set list, but we we were two songs shorter than Bristol. Yeah, we did have a quick sneaky look because someone somewhere said there was a set list from the night before, so we had a rough idea what to expect. But I was really impressed with the choices because it was very much like a greatest hits show. I didn't know if they'd be more focused on the new stuff. But there were two less new tracks than there were the night before. Yeah, from I was ex- I was expecting more. Yeah, uh, from the new from Horrifier and maybe less from like the middle period. But it was a I think it was full range really. Yeah, across the decades. Yeah, open with Bloodsucker Motherfucker, which is it's, it's always a great one to get everybody going. Yeah, into Scream Baby Scream. Yeah, and then some of the older stuff, you know, kind of like Bats Dragged In, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Home Sweet Homicide. Classic. Get Your Grave On. I knew they'd play Get Your Grave On. Yeah. Had to. Then it was I Want You Dead, and then we had the first of the new tracks from Horrifier, Good Day To Be A Bad Guy, which... which I love that, yeah. We knew that would be great live. Oi, yeah. oi. It, it didn't disappoint, did it? Yeah. Yeah, there was Here To The Hearse, uh, Insides Out, Decompose. And then that went into quite an epic drum solo. That was an insane drum solo. Yeah, and that's... The new drummer as well, Mike. Yeah, yeah. His his drumming skills were incredible. It was a really, really good choice. Yeah, first time we've seen him live, and yeah, 
no disappointment there. No. Then they came back to do Keep Watching the Skies, another olderish one. Followed that with Nowhere. Which was dedicated to Which was to dedicated Joey, to Joey, yeah. Which was a nice touch, which kind of expected at some point. Yeah, I suspected it might yeah. be there. And then Die My Bride, harking right back to the past. Yeah, I love Die My Bride. Originally a Frankenstein drag queen song. Yeah. And then into I Walk With a Zombie. Which is absolute classic. Yeah. And then off for the encore. Had What the Night Brings, which I kind of wasn't expecting. Yeah, I thought if that was going to be in the set, I thought it'd be in the middle somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. I, yeah. I thought it was a... I would have thought yeah. maybe Zombie would have switched with that. Mm. Just because zombies, I Walk With a Zombie is more like a classic... I thought that was a good Encore. one to finish the first part of the set, though. Yeah. But yeah, I would have thought it would be more kind of around the drum solo part. Mm. Just kind of that mid... Yeah, that mid Because it's mid-point. a slower song, that midpoint lull that yeah. bands tend to do. But anyway, and then Bad Things. Yeah, another absolute classic. I love that So It's one of my yeah, favourite ones. it's one of mine songs. as well. And then obviously finishing with I Love To Say Fuck. Yeah. But that good old umbrella. This good old umbrella. I, I love that umbrella. Yeah. I always wonder if it's the same umbrella or how many umbrellas he's got oh, through. Oh, he must have got through stacks. Yeah, that would be a question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> how many fuck umbrellas have you got through Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, and it was a really, really great show. Yeah, I it think was... it was about an hour and 20 minutes, roughly. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was done for about 22, quarter two. Yeah. Which is like 15 minutes before the curfew, but obviously they'll be wanting to get people to get the merch and stuff yeah. before they have to shut it down. But, yeah, they were absolutely incredible. Yeah, just great guitars. I did notice where we were in the corner, as I said to you after we left, I think because I was next to the wall, some of the songs almost sounded, like, detuned. But looking back at some of your videos, I don't think they were. Yeah. I think it must have had some kind of effect on the acoustics Mm, being next to the wall. Yeah, because the first time we stood there. Yeah. It just didn't sound exactly the same as I've Mm. heard it before. But looking back on your stuff, it, it does sound the same, so... Well, that's just maybe something to consider for next time. Yeah, what I loved about it really was it was proper just old school Wednesday because the last couple of albums prior to Horrifier and times we've seen him live, it's been Condolences and Necrophase. Yeah. And he was kind of going through that theatrical phase where he was wearing masks more and he was doing kind of on-stage theatrics, facing backwards, walking weirdly. There may have been some kind of stilts or something involved, I think, which was fun and good to watch and different. But this was just old school Wednesday in his hat. In his cowboy hat, yeah. With his hair flowing and just a normal black outfit. And it kind of just reminded me back to the first time I saw him. Okay. In whatever year that would have been. 2000 and something, and something probably. Something four or five, I think, for Solo Wednesday. Solo, I saw him in 04. Yeah, it would have been 04 for me then. Yeah. It was 02 and 03, I saw Murder Dolls. Yeah. So it just reminded me of proper, it was proper old school Wednesday, the yeah. set list and everything. And it, it, it just, it made for a good kind of experience again, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's still kind of part of the 20 Years of Fear anniversary tour which yeah. we were supposed to go to last year but it got postponed cancelled. stroke cancelled so yeah and eventually we got to see him this year yeah and it's been a good four years wait so yeah but it was it was worth it yeah and officially our most watched person he is live. yeah i think so 11 or 12 i think i've got now yeah i think i'm on 9 or 10 because you've got those two murdered old shows yeah. in front of me haven't you yeah but yeah it was a fantastic set i thought all of the bands were really good yeah and yeah, hope we get to see him again soon. Yeah, hope so. Right, it's recommendation time now, and this week we have gone for one of the bands that we saw last night, and it is the first band that we're on. 
Tara Who. Yeah, absolutely amazing. You've got to go and check them out if you get a chance. They've got two albums out already. One's called Little Out There. The second one is Supposedly a Man. They're currently working on a third album. And their latest release is Fresh Meat Rockstars. They're a two-stroke three-piece from... Uh, well, they're based in LA. Mm. And, but the lead singer's French. Yes, I think so. Yep. Yeah, so as this episode goes out, there are a few more dates left on the Wednesday 13 tour. So if you are going to that, make sure you get down there early and check Tara Who out. And I have read somewhere that they're planning to announce a new tour soon, around the time of the album coming out at the end of this month. So keep an eye out on their social media to see where they're going to be playing and check them out then if you haven't already. Right, that is the end of this week's episode. There should hopefully be gig vlog number three out at some point soon to accompany this episode, assuming that the footage that I took last night turns out okay. So keep an eye out for that. But otherwise, thank you very much as always for listening. Don't forget to give us a follow on social media if you're not doing already. We're on Instagram and Twitter at ReadyToMoshCast and Facebook, TikTok and YouTube at ReadyToMosh. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Make it stop, Moog.